Good morning. Welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Tuesday, the 27th of October. My name's Nick here in Melbourne, starting with a new data release from Illion, the credit rating agency, formerly known as Dun & Bradstreet. So they're reporting in the Australian newspaper that late payments by businesses here in Australia has leapt by 20% in the year to the 30th of September. And that, that equates to 11 days of late payment times, and they expect that that could increase to 20 days. It's not a great sign for the health of businesses and the economy, and it may be a forebringer of the, sort of the impending sort of defaults that we're expecting to see at the end of this calendar year. Now, they mentioned that it's not just any specific sector, all sectors, including the ones that have been receiving a lot of financial support, the ones supported by JobKeeper and the construction industry, etc. They also mentioned that it's fairly widespread, but one of the worst hit states is Tasmania, where it's a 36% increase. And that's interesting because Comsec released a report recently saying that Tasmania is the sort of healthiest state economically in the nation. So it may not quite be so. Why, why businesses are increasing their payment terms? It's just a cash flow management thing, basically. If they're short on cash, delay how long you pay your bills. It's fairly straightforward. Moving to taxation now, and the federal government is planning to introduce legislation to parliament reversing the corporate domiciliary laws for taxation that were brought about by a high court case in 2016. And that basically meant that if a business's board and main decision-making function was based here in Australia, irrespective of where its operations and commercial activity was based, it would be subjected to Australian corporate tax. Now, the problem that the coronavirus pandemic's brought about is that, let's say, a business, its commercial activity is in New Zealand, but most of the board is based here in Australia, they're not able to travel to New Zealand, so the board would then have to meet here in Australia. What does that mean? Now, all of a sudden, that New Zealand business is subjected to Australian tax. So there's been a, a bit of a hoo-ha around this, and the government, in response, is introducing this legislation to sort of reverse that back to how it was prior to this High Court ruling. And that was a situation of the decision-making body, the board had to be in Australia, plus the commercial activity of that business had to also be here in Australia. Moving to our biggest trading partner now, China. They're meeting to decide upon the 14th five-year plan in Beijing this week. Bloomberg's also reporting that they will be setting goals for the next 15 years. Most of the plan and the goals are going to be around technological innovation in their sort of chosen target industries or strategic industries, economic self-reliance and a cleaner environment. They've also mentioned that they're going to sort of look to opening up the economy further to foreign capital and competition. They also will probably be a bit sensitive to the language they use. So they, you know, in the past have announced a sort of made in China policy and that ruffled a lot of feathers globally, particularly in the sort of the manufacturing hawks in the US administration. But it's likely that they will sort of be very sensitive here particularly if Joe Biden gets elected as US president, there's increasing sort of consensus that he will be as sort of hard on China as Trump. But the key risk is Biden will probably get 
broader set of bipartisan support, not only in the US, but with global strategic partners, which will put more pressure on China than Trump, sort of on his, his go it alone approach that we've seen over the last four years. Moving to the markets now, and the US has opened down, a bit of a risk off trade, particularly in the small caps. So the Russell's off, off over 1.3%, whereas NASDAQ's only off about 20 bips. It seems to be a reflection of the reality that the stimulus package in the US will not be passed before the election. The election's only a week away. Here in Australia, we've got Michelle Bullock, the Reserve Bank Assistant Governor, speaking this afternoon. That's your update for Tuesday. Have a great day. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.